This is a Scrum Under Siege special edition interview. My name's Jack. This dude sitting next to me, his name is Doug. Hello. This dude sitting next to Doug, his name is Doug. Hi. Two yep. Dougs make a right. Oh, God. Here we go. This is going to be a, it's a interesting conversation with a couple Dougs. It's a Dougie world. Anything else we want to get out of our system before we conduct the interview? No. Doug, Doug. Okay. So what we have is we have uh, Doug here. He is a, a, a tech lead. So, Doug, say hi, introduce yourself, however you want to do it. Hi. I've had uh, probably like 25 years of IT experience. Started out in the old fun world of Waterfall. and it was, it was uh, fun days. Fun days. And uh, now you just evolve over time, I guess. And mm-hmm. now I'm uh, in the Agile world. Been doing that for five years. So, also between there, I guess you'd call it the cowboy years where you just kind of did stuff. Sure. Which was agile. Like, you know, your business partners call you and say, hey, can you do this? I'm like, sure. It's in production. Take a look. (laughs) (laughs) True agile. Probably knock socks compliant, but, Eh, you know, know, whatever. Do what you got to do. So, like, what what do you like about agile? Well, I think the biggest thing is, like, probably the textbook answer, right? It's like, you see progress every day versus, like I said, in the old world where I was working in the waterfall, like you'd go have the planning for three months and yeah. you'd go and design for three months. Then the business would go away and a year later you'd say, here's your product. And they'd be like, hmm, that's not really like what we wanted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think Agile is it's more interactive and you can adjust on a daily basis. I mean, that's probably reading out of the textbook a little bit, but it's uh, it's true. Right. You're not, we're not textbook here. We no, are I just, mean, we're real. No, life. I mean, that's real, right? I mean, you just <laughs> yeah. be like, hey, I don't like that. All right, mm-hmm. let's create a story. And that's what the story said to do. And uh, we'll create a story to fix what you didn't like. So I think that's, it's more interactive, but I think you got to have, I think the key to Agile and the thing that makes Agile good is when you have business, I call it business. I don't know what you guys call it. Business business works. But you call it like if they're engaged, then it really works. If you don't, it's, you know, whatever. Not fun. Not fun. So most of your Agile life, you've been like the tech lead on the team. Yes. You've been the, the number one dog on the team. Sure. Call it that. Most talented. Rough, rough. <laughs> What um and I, and and I think you're a very successful tech lead. What do you think makes you a successful tech? Well, I think I don't know. I'd say one thing that maybe separates me from other tech leads is I can communicate. You know, with the business, having relationships with the other team members outside my development team, QA leads, or I don't know how to say it. I guess like BAs, all the different BSAs. yeah. Product owners. All that. I mean, it's just like you're in the epicenter as a tech lead almost. Uh And also seeing like you got to be ahead of things, kind of like big picture. So, you know, it's not like go back to the waterfall. It's like you don't, uh, in Agile, you don't get a chance almost to think ahead like three months from now. This is like how we're going to lay it all out. So you almost got to be ahead of it a little bit. Sure. Put the pieces of the puzzle together. Right. So you need to you need to be able to just talk regular shop and not complete tech nerd. Yeah. I mean, a little better vision. I've seen like other tech leads that talk kind of bits and bytes to their business partners, and they're like kind of like confused. And you so see it, you, you see it on their faces too. Right. You're sitting there, you're like, oh my god, they're not. Yeah. There's, there's no communication going on here. There's just some talking. 
Right. I mean, we've worked together, yep. Jack, and bring it down to their level. Like, hey, you know, this is, yep. we're going to put it together. And, you know, you don't have to talk like, oh, this algorithm and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know. Machine learning needs to be enabled for this. Yeah. I think I recall somebody like that, Jack. So as a tech lead, like, do you do you have stories assigned to you too? Yeah, I get stories assigned to me, I guess. Like a lot of them are spikes or research, but I try to take some still development because I like my hands in the code, you know, mm-hmm. to stay sharp. And, it, it, and even if not, it's code reviews with the developers yep. and stuff. So I'm in the code daily. And um, you like that, oh, I'm yeah, assuming, that's right? That's what I want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yes. That makes sense. I, so you get the best of both worlds. You get, you get to help team. Yeah. Go to the technical place where you think they should be. Yeah. Plus, you still get to do some coding every now and then. Keep right. your brains smart in that tech code nerd way that you need to. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think, every true tech lead wants yeah. hands-on. In fact, part of uh, a complaint is some people are like, I want to go down another level so I can just can sit there and code day to day. I think you always get to a level that I'm at because you were good at it. And then it's like, well, you're done coding, you know, but I'm, you know, you, you get to a level on that too. It's like, you can, you see the big picture through experience and yep. you can design things. So do you do anything special? Is there a little secret as a tech lead to, to be able to, to lead the, the team and do those spikes and, and help your junior developers do stuff and still work on stories? Is, is there a secret to that or is it just doing it? Yeah, I don't know if there's a secret sauce to that. I think mm-hmm. it's every individual is different. It's a skill set. There's a lot of tech leads that probably aren't good leaders of, you know, you say it like of their developers even yeah. or aren't good at communicating with the rest of everybody do you feel like you've got a lot of positive reactions out of like the more let's say on-season developer that has joined the team do they respond well to that or are they kind of intimidated by you at first i don't know well i hope not <laughs> <laughs> but uh i've been working with a lot of offshore resources too right that's kind of what you're referring to. You so, know, that offshore, just like, just junior, like, yeah, hey, this is my second gig, or I'm fresh out of yeah. coding school. Or boot camp. Fresh out of Hogwarts coding school. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I don't know. I work with a lot of smart people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still, it's given direction and mm-hmm. just setting expectations at the end of the day, right? You're not, like, writing reviews for these people or no. anything. They don't report. They I report have, to you on the project. I have no reports from a... Uh, HR perspective. It's a good, you got a good gig right now. You got a team that you can manage, but you're not writing reviews for anybody. Yeah, work for the Packers. Mm, the Packers. We'll get into that later. The Packers. As, as a tech lead, do you, your current job or maybe some job in the past that you had, like how did you work with like dependencies on other teams? Yeah, that's a good question. I actually have a experience with, um, I was working on a project recently where my team was working with this other team and they had like four silos of technology and it was an integration with them which we had no control over so i mean that was it was uh it was interesting to from an agile perspective so you always had to think ahead it's like hey we need this silo one to build this because we need to build something in a week or two you know it was just a lot of coordination the building blocks didn't go so well be honest it's hard. Um, yeah, I don't know what, from an Agile perspective, I, I was really interested. I know, Doug, we talked about it once, like how you integrate like two disparate teams to do Agile together. It's hard, and you don't have much control. And 
yeah. you have to have buy-in or it just doesn't work. Right. So I think that's a million-dollar question. Though. We tried to run it as one Agile project, and I always felt like, well, we should run Agile, and they wanted to do Waterfall. I felt like, well, let them do what they're good at, and we'll just kind of sink in with mm-hmm. them somehow. Yeah. I didn't ever have the magic answer. If I did, I'd probably write a book. <laughs> be, be retired. Yeah, be retired. It's, it is I an mean, overwhelming question. I mean, it's an interesting concept, right? You have this group that's a vendor, basically, that wants to do waterfall. That's what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And we're good at doing agile. And how do you, and we basically forced them into our agile and they hated it. So it was, it was a tough call. Were you, uh, as the tech lead on the team, were you, were you the one initiating those discussions as far as, hey, vendor, here's what we need and things yeah, like that? I mean, of course. I mean, I guess. Our team was, we realized after a while, like they had these four technology silos that yep. we need to integrate with. So it was after a while, it's like, hey, we need, we need this from them at this point mm-hmm. in time. Yeah. So we can build our stuff. I guess what I'm trying to say is, it was yeah. like, you were the person like <clears throat> talking. You weren't like, hey, yeah. Scrum Master, get, no. talk to these people and ask them for the, uh, you know, for these universes created on no. these databases. I mean, it was a and team blah, blah, blah. effort. Yeah. Okay. But sure. So the the answer is yeah, it's hard. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a unique situation, which I think if somebody can figure out how to work with an external vendor and mm-hmm. make them conform to your agile methodology, if you two can figure that out, let me know. All right, we will. That'll be our consulting gig. God, that I'll, sounds like a future podcast. I'll, I'll write your introduction to the book when I'm sitting <laughs> on the lake fishing someday. <laughs> We solved it. Well, conferences around it. I can see it already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so can I. Good <laughs> one. Uh, like story estimating. You've been doing that yeah. for a while. Is that you have any advice on developers when us scrum masters are like, yeah, give us a size on that. Yeah. Like, I don't well, remember you ever really struggling with that stuff, but no. some people do. Well, you know, it's I. You know, I've done the Fibonacci thing. I I prefer the ideal day thing. I'm always, well, I've been at this, I'm a dinosaur, I've been at this for a while. So I'm always more like, that's three days, this is five days, you know, this is two weeks. Your scrum master just stare at you for that. I know, you're (laughs) giving me a bad eye. (laughs) That's that's my comfort zone, well, right? Mm -hmm. And recently we've been doing the Fibonacci, but I guess you get fine with it. It's like, oh, it feels like this number, right? So it's just, I think that works Mm -hmm. because then you can, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to get a a velocity, velocity, uh, right? And the velocity is just a number. Yep. That's all it is. Just a number. Exactly. On some pretty charts. I'm always like, well, that's three days. So that's a seven, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So I got the conversion chart in my brain. Are you like the? Um, are you like those quarterbacks or like yeah. the, the football coach on the sidelines yeah. with you know, those, those big, big chart. charts? Yeah. Conversions. My chart's like a, my chart's pretty small. <laughs> uh, Doug, which Doug? Doug Tech Lead. What are um, what do what do you like in in Scrum Masters? How do they help you? Well, let me put it this way: I don't want a Scrum Master. Scrum master, mm-hmm. sorry, that's gonna have the three crayons, you know, the green, yellow, <laughs> red. Yep. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yep. So I, mean. I think that's the classic project manager mm-hmm. that adds, in my opinion, no value other than uh, this project is one of those three colors and I'm just gonna report it up. I want a scrum master, someone that's engaged, understands the product or the project that can talk to the business and actually drive value into stories, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I feel like a lot of times I've had people in that role that, you know, like us tech people are driving stuff or QA lead is or people that really understand what's going on in the weeds. You know, I'd like the scrum master to be in the weeds with us. Mm-hmm. Be kind of part of the teamish. Part of the team. I mean, it's a team, right? Yep. That's, that's part of the whole deal. Versus the the cram, the three crams. Like <laughs> the three that crams. can be maybe the name of your next book. The three crams. <laughs> The three uh, crayons of doom. Yeah. 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 So they're changing to blue, green, and purple. Speaking of no, crayons. it's only three. It's green, yellow, red. How about this? This um, project's red. <laughs> trying to be green. Did you hear about the what happened to the um, blue ship that ran into the red ship? They got marooned. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I got a good, a good one for you. Go for it. What do you do when you get a new developer on your team and they're not good? Well, no comment. Next question. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just mean like, let's say for example. uh, No, I get your question. I don't know. It's like, that's a really tough question because every situation is different. How long of a rope do you give them? Well, depends where you work, right? Mm -hmm. There's corporate America and you can only do so much to Sure. Versus if you're in a smaller company, which I've worked at, just get rid of them. So you're not like, here's some unit tests, go work on that? <laughs> All right. Any any other agile stuff we DevOps. want to talk? DevOps. Go for it. Do you like DevOps? Do you like the pipelines and the feature toggles and the cloud? It's kind of all the stuff. I know DevOps is kind of like just a theory. Oh, that's a pretty high level question. Just, we went just to um, a dojo thing. Um, it, the project I was on didn't really fit it. So that was my one experience. We're just doing a lift and shift. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to, as a tech lead, I don't want to own support. Where I'm at, we have a support team. So I like to build stuff, Yep. make it good, seal it up, and then off to the... I'm project-based, not product-based where I'm at. So that, it's a different model. If you're product-based, it makes sense, right? I own this website or I own this, right? But I'm project-based. I own... I might touch 100 different apps. Bam, you know, it's off to support. I can't support all this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I'm on, yeah, I'm on I, project team I, right now, too, Doug. So, yeah. It's, there's, there's more project teams out there than I think project versus product's a big differential. Product's hard. Getting to product teams is like a huge organizational shift. Yeah. But I guess like, you know, like pipelines, for example, and like mock data and automated testing. Yeah. Are you, I guess, very excited about that trend in the industry? Well, we have apps now where we, there's, I don't, but a project, uh, part of my coworkers, they have some, they check it in. It builds, they have tests, pass, goes to QA, pass, goes to stage, pass, goes right to production. That's a rarity where I work, but a lot of our apps too now, just every two weeks, they're just going to production no matter what. And you got to feature toggle stuff or whatnot. That, I don't know if that yeah, answers that, your that question. Answers, yeah. Yeah. Or other ones, you got to request the deploy every two weeks. But most of the stuff now is just the pipeline of going, you know, it's going to production every two weeks, whether... So you gotta, as a development team, you gotta be smart. And know, like I gotta toggle this off because I don't really want it on, or a business goes, like, yeah, they're not ready. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, hey, we need time to build documentation to for our partners so they know that all of a sudden the screen changed, for example, right? Yeah. No, I think that was a really good good answer. I guess the other thing I'm gonna ask. Did I this, get an A? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did get an A. A. Jack A. A. <laughs> 
Jack and I. You get a green. You get a green mark. And when I say A, I mean E H. I know. This is my kind of last <laughs> dorky tech nerdy thing, but Jack and I were in something, and you know, I think it came up, and I guess this is like a controversial one. I feel like, but so we're hitting podcast right now. It's what is your tough. take on all this stuff, just in terms of like repos and how they should be laid out? So there was something we were in monolithic repo versus mono repo versus poly. So like mono being like I take all my apps and slam it into a big giant repo. And then there's monolithic code. Like, do you kind of buy into that, or you just think you that's mean, like nice... the source? Re- yeah, repository. Yeah, just the core source code management. Instead of splitting out apps, you're just taking everything in one house and building a giant trunk. Has been like a hot thing out there. Do you have a fun take? I guess on that? I'm not really familiar with all that. I mean, we have like we have hundreds of apps where I work, and we have a re- repository we check into. I mean, each app's its own. So probably right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then from that, it, you know. It just builds and deploys. I don't know if I'm answering your question. No, you're answering it. Okay. There was a, a trend out there that's, I don't know how well spread it is, but maybe it'll be one of those things that comes up within pipelines, but taking all your repos and putting it in one giant. Oh. One has, has been kind of the trend. That's, well, where I work, that's scary. Depends where you are. I think every enterprise or office or company or whatever you want to call it is different, right? Yeah. I think you got to look at it and figure out what's best for you, probably. That was a good answer. He's a tech lead. This dude deals in solutions. (laughs) Okay, so that's going to end the um, technical nerd uh, portion of the interview. Uh, One of the agreements that we had on getting this interview was we had to spend some time uh, talking about, like, Wisconsin pro sports teams. So let's go. Let's first start off with the – Let's can I, let's can I ask let's you a question. Yeah, go for it. Talk agile. Think about a baseball game. Mm-hmm. I texted you tonight. Manager asked me agile. What do you think? Like I, you think about a baseball game. I think is, uh, that, is it agile just too easy of a term there? I think I think you could say it's it's very iterative, right? There's yeah. nine innings, right? So you figure like you talk about like the Dodgers lost last night, and uh, uh, there's popular opinion that, that that was a good thing. That manager, yeah, popular opinion that. Sorry, they lost was a good thing. I do like the dude with the big red beard, though. He's pretty cool. Turner. Oh, I thought it was Santa Claus. So let's keep going. But, like, the manager, for instance, like, when you get into uh, innings like six, seven, eight, and 9, especially in the playoffs, you're always playing with your bullpen. The only reason I, yeah, the only reason I bring up baseball is agile. Yep. Is I always think of agile as pivoting. Sure. Right? You got to look at work, right? It's like. You walk in every day, you think you're going to do A. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, some bitch. This changed, right? Mm-hmm. Now I got to do Z. That's why I think of like the baseball is like those managers are always pivoting, right? It's like, well, I thought I'd get this many innings out of my yeah. pitcher. Well, he's getting shelled, so now I got to go to my pen. I don't know. It's probably a bad analogy. No, it's good. It's good. I could almost say your uh, manager is almost like your tech lead, though, too. He's got to think ahead. Yeah. He's got to be like, okay, no, I, I, I think this pitcher's. Should be able to get out of this inning, but what if he doesn't? Well, I'm sure you got a plan. Yep. Plans change, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you have a plan for hopefully four innings, and then yeah. all of a sudden that inning three, it's like, okay. So playoff baseball is cool. Yeah. Games awesome. are long, but it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Our teams, well, the Brewers. change pitchers all the, the time. The Brewers and the Twins got knocked out. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, good years. Right? They had a good run. They had a good run, yeah. Yelich went to got hurt. Probably would have won the World Series. Probably. Yeah. Sure. The World Series, for sure. Yeah. What about um what's your what's your number one love for sports? Wow. It's uh We're in Wisconsin. 
Fuck. It sucks. It's hard for me. <laughs> it's hard for me to say between the Packers and Badgers. Sure. So on Saturdays, my number one love is the Badgers. It's How are they doing this year? Undefeated. That's pretty good. Right. Have they played anybody good? Uh, beat Michigan. All right. They're good. By 30. Oh, stop them. I think the big, they play at Ohio State in a couple weeks, so we'll see what they're made of. see how they are. Probably got the highest one. Jonathan Taylor. Running Ohio Badgers. State? Badgers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do you watch football? <laughs> yeah. No. Not that much. He's a Gophers fan. Nobody no, watched. I'm not. Stop. <laughs> they're 5-0, and too. Yeah. That's all they beat. Like some crappy. It's team. called Smoke and Mirrors. Yeah. Wisconsin, um, uh, yes, Badgers are a good football team. I'm with you on that. They're 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 worth following. No, they're good. They okay. got a quarterback. And so that's Saturday. Running back. Their defense has given up 26 points in five games. That's pretty good, I think. Yeah. Want any more yeah. stats? I guess that happens. Well, I guess okay, Michigan. I'll give you Michigan. And of course, you know the Packers are probably winning the Super Bowl, right, Jack? Packers, why wouldn't they? Yeah. They're in the Super Bowl hunt every we year. Together, I tell you that every Monday morning, right? Oh Going to the ball, God. baby. <laughs> was, yeah. Ball seasons were long. Jack's long. got a Kirk Cousin and, jersey right now. And the Packers would mm-hmm. lose, and who wouldn't show up at work? <laughs> and that would or be the only loss of the year. Or you knew not to talk to Yeah, you. I didn't even. I got burned out on the NFL after watching the Vikings just heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. getting hard to watch, though, with all the penalties and stuff. I just, it's... Even like my diehard friends that are NFL fans yeah. are saying the same thing. It's so are they are they throwing the flag more or are the players just not as skilled? No, I think it's just like the whole ticky tack stuff. Yeah, that they're fl- and then like this whole pass interference thing, they're throwing flags. I and then they're reviewing it. It's like an obvious pass interference, and they won't reverse it. So it's like this rule is put in for some in the um in the effort where everything's got to be fair. Heaven forbid. Yeah. They put that instant replay in, and that just, in my brain, that, that just kills the game. I don't watch that well, much no, football anymore, but when I do, it's like, oh, my God, let's stop the game and watch the officials stare at the screen. And well, it all stemmed from that playoff game with New Orleans and the Rams last year when that was played. Remember that? Yeah, that was part of it. But even before that, they were like, what yeah. makes a catch a catch? Oh, my yeah. God, come on. I wonder if they can just build the algorithm to just overturn it or not, so you're not waiting. Maybe the yeah, <laughs> that's right, pal. <laughs> yeah. That's a few. That's it. We gotta start putting stories up on the wall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like that. That actually is a good idea. Work for the Packers. Okay, so Packers. So Brewers had a good year. Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, Badgers are. They did crush win. Dallas pretty good too. And I, Badgers I love that. Are probably won the national championship. Probably at least the Big Ten for sure. Big time for sure, right? Yeah. Brewers, Twins in the World Series next year. What about Wisconsin hockey? Uh, the girls are really good. Yeah? They're ranked one. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Your daughter's a hockey player. Yeah. She's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like her dad. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So we're not talking about the Minnesota Wave? or The Wild? You like the Wild, though. That's yeah. your hockey team, right? Yeah. I don't have much choice. Well, you do, and that's like, don't. Because they're just going to bow out in the first round. That's what they always do every year. If they make it. If they even make it, yeah. Waste too much time watching that. Same old, same old. Rinse and repeat. It's like being on a project team. Next project. Next project. (laughs) Next project. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. Next project. Sell more products. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think we're at the point now where we can stop this interview. Sure. What are we going to – do we know what we're going to talk about next week? No. We don't. Fishing. Doug, do you have any suggestions what we should podcast on? Minnesota Whitecaps? I think you guys should talk about fishing. Fishing? Don't, Jack, don't you still go fish and catch those big northern and bass? He's catching goldfish. Oh. 
Um, you used to send me pictures of all those big fish you catch. I, um, those were probably not me sending you those pictures. You'd talk. probably see me, I'd probably send you pictures of me drinking beer in a boat. I used to send, like, hey, I caught this fish on this pond not too far from my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember those? Yeah. How about you talk about your fireworks display on the 4th of July? That would be a podcast. We do have a family cabin. We do throw thousands of dollars up in the air. And how nobody loses their appendages. Not yet. I mean, it's a skill set. I got. I still got all my fingers and my sight. Or you could talk about the guy that does the weather, you know, on the blizzard guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Yes. <laughs> we'll we'll throw a link to him on, on this uh on this podcast. I forgot about him. He's hilarious. I, if I'll show that to you, Doug, if you haven't seen that one yet. It's it's great. We'll link that on the Take podcast. Cover now. Mm-hmm. Take cover. Yeah, <laughs> right. Okay, so no good uh ideas out of our um no good agile ideas I mean, this out might of Doug be the best one you've ever had and you just maybe call it a call it a wrap. Yeah, I think maybe our next drop drop the mic. Maybe our next podcast will be on ego. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Ego is not my amigo book. Maybe something like that. (laughs) Okay. Well, you can find us at... Where, Jack? www.scrumundersiege.com. That's where all of our podcasts are. That's where all of our blogs are. Doug, have you... Doug, tech lead, have you been out to www.scrumundersiege.com? No. It is. You should try that. I think you'll like it. It's been developed in WordPress. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. We learned a few things. Doug and I do some podcasts or uh, some blogs out there too, right? So you're yeah. a WordPress developer now? Yeah, we're WordPress developers. <laughs> you know, we'll build our skill sets. Scrum Master by day, uh, WordPress developer yeah. by night. Nobody's paying us for nobody's, nobody's knocking on the door asking us to build web pages. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. Right? So anyways, hey, um, if you're listening, and uh, feel free to check that out. Also, feel free to share this podcast with others, like we've always said, right? That's how we get this podcast to other audiences, just by word of mouth, right? If you see this, we promote on LinkedIn. So if you see this on LinkedIn, just like it. I think that puts it up to your network, too, and that helps us spread this podcast. And that's all we have to say about that, don't we? Yeah, next time you're in an elevator and you're sitting there, just bring it up. Yeah, right? Well, you're going down floor to floor and you're standing uncomfortable next to a person. Say, hey, you listen to podcasts? com. That will work. Or you like the Packers? com. let's go we will um maybe we'll try to do a blog we'll we'll throw some doug tech lead for your sake all when we write the blogs we'll try to throw some packer stuff in there too go pack go (laughs) okay (laughs) and that's and that's how we're going to end this podcast so everybody thanks for listening this has been jack and doug and doug and we'll talk at you later So now for the Scrum Under Siege disclaimer. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the podcast and all episodes are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of future, current, or past employers.